Welcome to a new edition of the Famous Interviews with Joe Domino. On this episode, we talk with founder and clinical director Katie Wenger. She experienced an early interest in the field of psychology after an engaging high school course on the subject. She then followed that interest, which quickly became a passion at Penn State University, where she majored in psychology and minored in human development and family studies. Katie has been practicing psychotherapy for 18 years and educates clients nationwide through her company, Higher Fulfillment. Enjoy this interview. Well, hey, thank you for taking a minute out today. I appreciate it. Yes, thank you for the opportunity. Absolutely. So before we get into your life and your, and your work, I want to start off by asking about COVID. How did you survive the last three years or so? Um, and how has it changed the way that you not only live your life, but the way that you conduct business now? Yeah, it's strange. I think back sometimes, especially to when we were had to stay in the house and I I don't know how we survived that and how we structured our mindset every day. I think that's pretty amazing. I guess when you're in it, you figure it out. Um, but looking back, it just seems like something that would have been very difficult to do. And at the time, we just did it. You know, in terms of my work, I it has changed a a lot of the structure of how my therapy sessions run because everything was in person then. And now I am back in person and have been for a very long time, but people got so used to the convenience of it, I think, and not having to leave work or drive to the office, that the majority of my clients still choose virtual sessions for reasons that aren't related to COVID. So is that okay with you? Yeah, for the most part it works. And I I wouldn't have thought that the connection would be the same with my clients and that they would feel the same level of empathy and rapport with me. But it's been working really well and people report that they enjoy it and feel connected and comfortable and I feel it too. There are certain circumstances that I will request that someone comes into the office and people are willing to do that too if I ask. So let's get kind of to the root of what you do exactly. I'm going to put you in front of a bunch of third graders at a career day. (laughs) And one of them looks up at you and says, what do you do for a living? How would you answer them? Well, I already explained it to my kids. So... I tell them that I'm a feelings doctor and have since I was little because I, or since they were little because I tried to explain being a therapist and they couldn't really relate that word to anything. So um, I'm not a doctor. I'm a master's level clinician, but they only understood it from that kind of viewpoint. So I would explain it as talking to people about things that they're struggling with or if they want to get a new perspective or learn strategies to feel happier and more healthy every day. So when you were in the third grade, what was your dream when you grew up? To be a marine biologist. Well, are you happy with how everything turned out? (laughs) I am. Yeah, other than I'm sure I'd be living on the beach somewhere. Uh, Now I live in Pennsylvania. Um, Other than that, I'm very happy with 
how my career turned out, and I enjoy it immensely. It's very fulfilling. So the one thing about your career path is that you have to give a lot. You know, you're in the business of helping people, and that takes a lot. How did that begin for you? Talk to me a little bit about where you were born and raised and how those seeds were planted in you. You know, I've tried to relate it to where I ended up as a therapist, and I I don't see a clear path, um, but maybe other people do or will. Uh, so I grew up with my parents in in a rural area in um, Pennsylvania here, and the the first few years of my life were were a little traumatic, given that I had a brother born a year after me who was very sick and I don't know when my parents told me, but I remember that I always knew. So they told me very early on that he wasn't going to survive and he was never going to walk or talk or interact with us. But I was very connected with him and um, spent a lot of time sitting with him. And, you know, he almost felt like a twin, I think, because we were so close in age. And so I think I understood from a young age what it was like to worry about someone else and then what it was like to lose someone. So I think that's a fairly unique experience and maybe led to how I got where I am today. So the one thing that provides a lot of strength for us are the people like heroes or role models who has that been for you? Well, I think that there is, um, you know, people that have overcome great things, like you're saying, and I spend a lot of time listening to YouTube videos, and like David Goggins is one of them that I listen to a lot. I think his story is really inspiring. And what he says is inspiring. And Lisa Nichols, who, you know, came from a a very difficult situation and experienced abuse and overcame it to build this incredible career and life for herself. So I really listen to those two individuals a lot and, um, internalize a lot of their motivation. So if you could meet anybody alive on the planet right now, who would it be? Who would you love to meet and talk to? That would definitely be Sarah Blondin, who is a poet and she does meditations and she writes and I listen to her meditations. That's how I got to know her, or of her. It was through listening to her meditations, and then, you know, kind of looked a little bit more into what she does and her philosophy, her way of viewing the world from such a place of calm and acceptance, and it goes right into what I the main purpose of my work and the things that I write and my podcast is to be, to have self-compassion and self-love. And sometimes that takes putting yourself 
before other people, even, you know, sometimes your children or your spouse or other people that are close to you. So, you know, every day you wake up, you know, you have motivations to, to, to get up and to do things throughout the day. What is it that drives you? What is the motivating force behind you doing the work that you do and living a life you lead? I think it's passion with my career. I I feel so fulfilled at the end of the day, even with difficult sessions and even when I am, you know, putting educational material out there and sometimes it's tough to really put what you want to say into words or organize those thoughts. But it's it's so much a part of who I am now that it's it's really like my identity part of a big part of my identity and I think that if for some reason I had to stop working it would be extremely challenging for me because it is how I see myself. I'm also very driven by my children and wanting to give them the best life possible where they can have opportunities to do things in life that will lead to their success. And I try to impart on them the things that I have learned so far in my life. And I really derive a lot from how I feel at the end of the day, from my sense of productivity. So I get a lot out of getting up, getting moving, getting things done, being driven. It, it feels good to me. So, you know, you have to give up yourself and your job and your profession. How do you balance that? How do you balance giving what you need to give to somebody to help heal them, but also take care of yourself? Yeah, I recommend that to anyone who does this kind of work is to keep a keep a pulse on that from the beginning of your career. It felt easier to maintain early on in my career, which kind of surprises me going back because or looking back because back then I worked with all children and it was really tough to hear some of the things that they went through and you know people warned me going into that you're going to go home at the end of the day and worry about them but I somehow learned how to compartmentalize pretty early on and I think that helped maintain my balance and it was also easier when I wouldn't have responsibilities when I came home either and could just take care of myself or do what felt good to me that night if it was just resting or it was exercising or it was going out and doing a hobby that I enjoy. Um, now I make sure I, I meditate several times per day and there's some specific guided meditations that really help me kind of breathe through what what has happened that day or what I've heard and release it and come, and come back to myself. I think it has been crucial for me to 
develop and follow a, a pretty strict routine in my day and doing things the same way every day, which is not naturally how I am. But I learned as I got older that that made me feel so much more at peace with kind of knowing what to expect next. And I do write or journal tough things out when it gets to that point. And that has helped me maintain some balance, de-stress at the end of the day, spend some time alone. So everyone out there has a perception of you, your family, your friends, your clients, but ultimately you're in control. You live your life. What's your perception of you? Who do you think you are? I think that I am not like anybody else. I, I try to view myself as obviously an individual, but just this unique being because it's so common for us to compare ourselves to other people or to worry what other people think of us or are they judging us and then we are judging ourselves that I try to view myself as, as like nobody else and look at my identity for how I define it and be comfortable in that. And I think getting older too helps in some ways. Like I feel much more comfortable in my skin and I did even in my thirties than I did in my twenties. You know, so I think life experience and I mean, I definitely know who I am and I, I, that drives part of why I counsel my clients or I write in my books or on my podcast that you shouldn't um, try try to be this image of what other people want you to be or what you think that you should be. You should fully embrace who you are, even if that seems to you like maybe it's quirky or, or different than other people that you know. It's... It, it's a gift to be able to be the person that we were created as. And I, I try to keep looking at it that way. So Katie, if anyone out there wants to hire you, learn more about you, your services, anything related to your world, where's the best place on the web for them to go? www.hirefulfillment.com has all my information, everything that I offer and how to connect with me. Wonderful, Katie. Hey, thank you for opening up. Thank you for taking time out. Good luck with everything. I appreciate it. Thank you, Joe. You too. Thanks for listening and tuning in to another famous interview with Joe Domino. If you want to hear more interviews, you can find famous interviews with Joe Domino on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. We are also at YouTube. Thanks again for listening, and until next time. Mm-hmm.